So today's uh, topic, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Kagavna that those of us who daven Nusach Svarat say on Erev Shabbos. Uh, even those who don't daven Nusach Svarat, I think trying to get a little bit of understanding of what this is can also give you a approach, uh, an outlook of how to approach Shabbos. Now, just a, a little bit of factual groundwork. The Kagavna is a piece of Zayar. It's a Zayar and Pashas Truma. And in fact, it's really not that long ago that uh, Nusach Svarat started saying, and according to most explanations, most opinions, even the Baal Shem Tov, um, did not say it. It seems to have uh, started to become very common during the times of the Chayzim Yilublim in that uh, in that era, in that uh, in that time time period. Now, I'm certainly not one that's going to try to even attempt to explain a piece of Zayar. As we know, uh, the Sarm write that uh, even the Tanoim were not able to put the Zayar down on a piece of paper because it's so difficult to uh, explain. That reason I was given a special kayak to do it. And you know, any any piece of Zayar has multiple multiple layers to peel away till you can even begin to understand it. So all I'm going to try to do today is give a very very basic understanding of this piece, just so to give us, like I said, a little bit of an approach to saying the tefillah. It's such a beautiful beautiful tefillah that we that part of the diving that we say we should have a little bit of understanding. But I don't want anyone to. Um, Say that we explain the piece of Zayar because it's, it's certainly much, much deeper than anything I'm going to share with you today. So, before I get into the words, I'm not going to touch every word in it, but before I get into it, in order to even begin to understand it, there's a couple of building blocks that we need to have to get to it. Some of this is found very common in the Psalm, some of it is more Kabbalistic to a certain degree, but we need to have these building blocks in order to even begin to understand it. Once we have that, then understanding it is becomes much easier. So, first of all, the starting point is that we've all heard this concept that a person is placed in this world to be to make Hashem's name one. We, the, the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, stands for Hoya, Hoya, he was, he is, and he will forever be. And our job in this world is in order to get the world to understand this, get the world to see this. In fact, they explain, right? What does that mean? And those days, Hashem's name will be, will, will be one. We know Hashem is one today. And the answer is that in Gullis, we don't, the world does not know this. We ourselves have to work on ourselves to fully recognize this and realize this. And the time when Mashiach comes, everybody will recognize it. That's what we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu. Currently today, Hashem is our God. Blessed love, Hashem, Echad Hashem will be the, the uh, one. They explain the Yehei Rabba, Yehei Rabba, Mavarech Le'olam, Shemekam Shemei Rabba. Everybody should know that this is Hashem's name. Right now, during Gullis, that's why we don't pronounce Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke, the way it's written. In fact, we pronounce this Adna, which means Adoin Hakel, he's the master of everybody, not Hashem, not the way it's written, the Hoya Hoya because it's not yet at that point that it's still hidden from many, many people in this world, and that's what our job is to strive at. How do we get there? We get there through doing mitzvahs. We, every time we do a mitzvah, we get closer to Hashem. We bring Hashem's name closer together. It's a much deeper topic in breaking down Hashem's name. We're not going to go there today. During the times of the Beis HaMikdash, this was achieved. People saw the chush. People saw that Hashem was one. And therefore, in the Beis HaMikdash, they were able to say the Shem HaMafarish. As we said, through the mitzvahs, that's how we are able to accomplish this. Another building block is we know that through on Shabbos, this becomes a much easier thing. Shabbos is my Ein Elam Haba. We have certain level of Olam Haba that happens on Shabbos. So on Shabbos, the Svarim right, the Kabbalah writes, Hashem comes down and is closer to us, and we are at the same time elevated. So our distance between, for, for at least for a way to understand, our distance between us and Hashem is much smaller on Shabbos, and we are able to get a little bit of this taste of what the world would be like when it's Hashem Echad, when everybody recognizes that it is. And when we do mitzvahs on Shabbos, we have to do things on Shabbos, where we have a much stronger power, ability to be able to create this, this Hashem Echad. One last point that we'll, we'll, um, we'll bring up is that on uh, in Hashem, when we are in Gaulis, we know Hashem is in Gaulis with us. Zoya writes that during the time that we are in Gaulis, Hashem does not sit on his Kisya Kavit. He sits on the floor because his children, us, are in Gaulis. When Mashiach comes, when we have the Gula Shalem, Hashem will sit on his throne. However, on Shabbos, he does get onto, onto his throne. The 
when Shabbos comes, all the Peronius, all the Klippos, Klippos are, when we do a mitzvah that's not fully baked, we don't do it fully, then Koychas HaRa attached to it. Again, it's a Kabbalistic com, um, concept. Ra, all bad, detaches itself from us, detaches itself from the Rabbi Nishayla, and Hashem becomes alone. He's not attached by any of these other things. He's so in fact right, just so we want to understand why this happens, that one of the reasons there is, tends to be fights at home right before Shabbos is because the Sitra Achra, the, the, the bad Malach, sees what's about to happen, that uh, he's going to be eliminated for the next 25 hours. He sort of wants to really try to attach to something, and he creates this, uh, this uh, unrest in the homes, and that's what, uh, what causes this. So now let's, we, we, through some of these stepping stones, we're able to jump into the Taich over here of the Kegavna. I'm not going to Taich every word, as I said, but just to run through it, we'll see the explanation. So we start off, Kegavna, the Inan Mesiachtin Le'elo Be'echad. Kegavna means just like that Hashem is becoming one now that Shabbos is coming, coming together. Uh, I'm sorry, just like over here, Kegavna, the Inan Mesiachtin Le'elo Be'echad, they're going to connect to one. It starts off with this concept that just like Hashem is attaching itself to us, so too we are attaching ourselves to Hashem. As I said, we're going up and Hashem is coming down and getting close. So it goes on, one to be makabal, another one, we're going to um, we're going to get together. Now it goes on. Hashem does not sit all week on his kisayah until he becomes one with us, which happens on Shabbos and will also happen. Lots of love, but lots of love will be permanent. So Hashem does not sit on his kisayah covet, and now that it comes in, Shabbos, and, and he will come. Oh, so it finishes off the first part. Raza, the Shabbos, this is the side, the secret of Shabbos, is that on Shabbos we have this ability to become um, um, one. Right? Now we're moving on. The Tzuloisa, the Male Shabbos, the Tefillah, this, when does this happen, that this creation of one between Klai Yisrael and the Rebbein Shalom, Hashem's name becomes one. We're getting to this point that we'll be able to pronounce Hashem's name. It's Tzuloisa, the Male Shabbos. This is the davening happens by the Tefillah of Erev Shabbos, of the Mayrev of going into Shabbos. Now, his Kisya Kavit becomes encloaked, enclosed with Baraza the Echad with this secret of one. And now Hashem will be at this moment, Hashem is now going to get off the floor as we're going into Shabbos, and he's going to rest on his um, Kisya Kavit. Now, here's where it gets really, really beautiful. As Shabbos comes in, he becomes one. His Parashas means he separates from the Yetzahara, the Sitra Acha. All judgment, leave him. The Iyah Ishta Aras, the Yechida, the Hira Kadisha, the Hashem, the Rabbanisha, and Kaviyacha remains alone, just with this light of Kedusha. The Yisatras become an He gets um, cloaked with a number of Ataras, a number of crowns. Legabe Malka Kadisha. What are these crowns? So the Balatani explains that these crowns are the mitzvahs that we did throughout the, the, throughout the week. On Erev Shabbos, those mitzvahs, the davening, the tefillahs, the mitzvahs come and they get and they go on Hashem's head. The Chol Shetane Rigzen, any bad anger, Umar the Dina, and the owners of the of, of Din. Kuli Arkin, they run away, the Abramin, and they and they and they leave him. The less Shatana Khrabakulayoma, there's absolutely no other ruling party in the world except for the Rabbinishalam. The Ampaha, Kabyach the Rabbinishalam's face, Nihirin, the Nihiri laws was lit up with a beautiful light, a strong light, a powerful light. The Yisat, and here's what here's what happens. This Atras Lasata Ba'ama Kadisha the Rabbinishalam puts on himself a Atara, a, a talis, that is what? That is made of his Klaisral, of us. And you know what happens to us? And we get a new cloak, we get a new crown, and that is our Nishami Yaseira. Why? Today, now, we will now be able to begin to bless Hashem, not just like we do all week, but now we'll be able to do it, which is with great joy, with great simcha, with the Ampin, when our faces lit up, the Loimer, and therefore we should all say, Baruch Hashem, blessed is Hashem. So hopefully, I gave you small little taste of what this uh, beautiful, beautiful tefillah that many of us say during Shabbos, and we can um, continue to study it and learn it and be able to elevate our Shabbosim through this. Thank you for listening.